Sarah Jean is my guest today on the Chuck Shoot Podcast. Uh, Sarah Jean currently works uh, as an on-air personality for iHeartRadio here in Phoenix. She used to work in Spokane, Washington, the country station out there. Um, she's actually met a lot of uh, big country artists, including Garth Brooks. Um, she'll talk about that, and uh, as well as her modeling career and uh, work she used to do with the arena football team in Spokane. Um, she's also really into hiking, and um, she has a feature actually right now on iHeartRadio. It's called The Hike of the Week, so you should check that out. And she'll tell you all about how she got into hiking and how the book Wild, um, which was later turned into a movie with Reese Witherspoon, how that uh, book inspired her. Um, and I actually think her story uh, is actually inspirational in itself. Uh, so we'll talk all about that, plus some fun stuff like she'll show us, show us the correct way to eat a cupcake. Apparently, we've all been eating cupcakes the wrong way. So here we go. Welcome, Sarah Jean. Well, hello. From iHeartRadio. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Awesome. Well, my <laughs> condolences, first off, um, for that Super Bowl. Because I know you're a 49er, I'm a 49er fan. fan. Yeah. You're going to get them judging me right off the bat. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. I'm thing. a Seahawks fan and we're coexisting yeah. in the same room. I know. So. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. I know what it's like to blow us when your team blows a Super Bowl yeah. and it sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. But better luck next year, right? You know, we're going to get six eventually. Six. Is that how many? They have yes. five. Oh, We've wow. been hashtagging Quest for Six. Oh, that's right. I've heard this. Since before that. there were hashtags. And the Bang so. Bang Niner game. That bang, one drives bang, me nuts. Gang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, All so, the things. Yeah, so I only worked at college radio. Do you have like a a radio voice that's different than your regular voice? Oh, I was gosh, trying to. I was yes. listening to you on the radio, and it did sound a little bit different because yeah. I think the only time, other time I met you was at that loud uh, concert. Where so I was what, screaming, and I was probably ten yeah, octaves higher right. than I normally am. <laughs> no, it's actually want to hear a funny story. Yeah, when I was in college, my roommate's boyfriend would not even come in our dorm because he could not stand my voice. Like he couldn't stand it. And so when I got my first job in radio, she got a hold of him. They are broken up at this point because obviously yeah. he's dumb. But, uh, and she was like, hey, you'll never believe what that voice that you hated so much is doing for a living now. Really? And so if I see dogs, cats, or get really excited, sometimes cookies, things like that. Yeah, it, it literally raises about 10 octaves. <laughs> so you'll see it on my Instagram stories oh. and stuff too. My boss has literally had to say to me, hey, listen to yourself before you oh. post that story because your normal voice is obnoxious. Really? <laughs> so so you do it, yeah. have to like kind of lower it down when you're on air. Very much so. Oh, okay. They taught me initially to stand up when I was doing my breaks um, because then you can talk okay. more out of the diaphragm and less nasally and whatnot. So oh, yeah, it took a lot of time. So That's very interesting. Okay. So um, in your background, you grew up in a small little town called Kettle Falls. Yeah. Looks like it's about an hour and a half north of Spokane, yep. which is... Spokane's not that big a city to begin with, but so what was it like growing, growing up in such a small town so far away from everything? So before that, I actually grew up on the Indian Reservation about 30 minutes north of Kettle Falls. Um, oh, even further and away. so I only had eight people in my class there. Wow. And then um, my dad finally moved me to Kettle Falls from there so I could finish out. And so from third grade until high school, I was at Kettle Falls. But we had 1,500 friendly people and one grouch was the whole thing <laughs> with the town. There's um, one grouch in the whole... Who is grouch. the grouch? Every year they vote a new one. It's oh, like they, a big deal. They have a group. They okay. actually have like a full on like huh. you nominate people and then people go and campaign to be that year's grouch. It's as oh. big as like voting in a mayor in that town. It's kind of ridiculous, but it was great. It was, it, I took it for granted as a child. Um, obviously everybody typically hates where they grew up. Mm -hmm. So small town, you know, everybody, um, took it completely for granted. And I look back on it and here I was, I, I grew up on Lake Roosevelt most mm. beautiful lake. Um, totally took that 
for granted. And it's not um, overcrowded, right? Uh, not yeah. at all. I mean, we had Colville, which was like eight miles away, and that's where the Walmart was oh, okay. and all the fast food joints and things so like you had, that. So you had the things that you needed. You, yeah. It's not like yeah. you didn't have grocery stores. Or, no, yeah. no, we definitely had those. Okay, so. cool. But it was, it was a different experience, yeah. but I'm grateful for it. That's definitely very cool. Made me who I am today. So yeah. yeah. So and yeah. then you went to Wazoo, which oh, yeah, go Kooks. Yeah. So explain. I, I'm a big Kook fan too. Explain <laughs> to people the town of Pullman. I mean, that's about six thousand people. So it's bigger than the town you yes. grew up in. Yes. Um, I didn't go to school there, but I had a lot of friends and family, and so I visited a lot. It seems like it's just such a fun place to go to school. It's almost like the Kooks are like kind of one big family. Like, oh yeah. I just don't see that kind of passion about from any other people no. with a school. No, you really don't. It becomes a family right away. There's something about. If you've ever been to Pullman, you come in, you're in, like in this massive wheat fields and all of a sudden you come up over this road and down into this valley and it's just a sea of brick buildings and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's just so beautiful. And then you've literally got the dancing grain, you know, on the mm-hmm. outskirts and it kind of keeps everybody, I think, kind of close knit. And um, there's there's something about being a kook that's, yeah. that's unlike anything in this world. And um, some of my best friends are, are still the people I met in college. And I was lucky enough to go during the golden years when we were actually like good at football for more than one year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so it was amazing. Was, I was that so like the lucky. Ryan Leaf years? Or I the... was there during Jason Guessers. Jason? Oh, era. Guesser. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember Mike that. Price, yeah. uh, 10 yeah, win seasons were normal. That was the Rose Bowl, right? Yes, it was. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. So, is (laughs) this when you decided that you wanted to work in radio, or when did you? How old were you and decided you had that idea that you wanted to do radio? It it came to me. Yeah, radio came out of nowhere. Um, I wanted to be a sports reporter. Um, Ah. So, sports was always my thing. I was horrible at them, so I was really good at being a fan. And so, I thought, what better way to be a part of something that I was never good at than? write about it and so um, you were a sports reporter though right for the Spokane Shock I well I was or is that I what was you did? the host no I was the host so that's after the radio days and I was on that microphone in the middle um, between quarters um, mm. announcing the different games and the different things oh. and had my little fanny cam per se following me around and we'd go surprise guests in the audience and things like that okay but, um, yeah that looked fun that it was, was so fun it was my, one of the yeah. funnest jobs <laughs> yeah so Spokane Shock's like an arena football team yeah, so they're no they, longer except well no actually they're bringing they're I think this year yeah so that was kind of cool because they actually asked me to to join again right before I left for Phoenix but so that um, was before your you said or you said after your radio career yep that was after so that was later on in the radio career I uh I worked for the American Junior Golf Association after college um their communications intern wanting to maybe I can write for golf you know things like that and um realized that as a woman the good old boys club just wasn't gonna let me in i tried really hard um i really did but i'm sensitive i'm really sensitive and so i moved from that i tried working in baseball for a little bit but i was doing sales um and i'm a really bad saleswoman really bad um even when it came to just selling tickets and so gotcha (laughs) um struggled at that a little bit and so there was this job opening in the promotions department for the um radio cluster i was with at that time they're in spokane and so took this part-time job setting up tents and radio equipment for the djs um at different events like concerts and you know remote broadcasts and things like that and somehow over a period of however many years it eventually turned into being on air so you kind of had to start at the bottom then definitely was it weird going from kettle falls to pullman to then was spokane i mean it must have felt like new york city Going there. It's like 200,000 people. Or. I never, I always said, I will never live in Spokane. I will never mm. live in Spokane. And then after, you know, 
graduating and coming back from the American Junior Golf Association and Spokane was the option. Mm. Um, I had a few different offerings from Brett Sports to work either for the baseball team there, one in High Desert, California, or mm. in Boise. And I decided my family was close, so I was going to do Spokane, even mm. though it was against everything I believed in. Why and were you so against it? Because it was another one of those things. Growing up, growing up in Kettle Falls, you, you, you learn to hate things because that's oh. what everybody else does. Oh, and so okay. it wasn't the cool thing to do. And gotcha. so, but once I lived there, I fell head over heels in love with Spokane and became one of the biggest advocates for local everything, Spokane this, Spokane that, Pacific Northwest. Well, since if people who haven't been to Spokane, I know I have some listeners, I have a lot of family from Spokane. Yeah. What are your favorite things in Spokane? Like the garbage goat? Can you explain what that is <laughs> oh, to God. people? The garbage goat is is... A piece of art that you can, um, <laughs> if you have trash, it's a great way to, to train your children to throw things away when they need to. It's basically, it's, exciting, right? it's something to assist parents yeah. in getting their kids to throw it's their a trash away. It sucks the garbage yeah. in. You th- okay. Yeah, yeah. sucks it in. And yeah, it's really kind of fun. Yeah. But favorite thing about Spokane, um, honestly, a, there were four seasons. You could go 30 minutes and all of a sudden you're in Lake Coeur d'Alene. You could go, you know... 30 minutes north, 30 minutes south. There was just so much right around that area. Mm -hmm. Um, And everything from being able to reach the desert to the grain fields to lakes to mountains. Um, it just had a whole lot of everything for the outdoorsy types. Definitely. So yeah, and it's that. not far from Canada too, right? You no. ever take trips to Canada? Um, Kettle Falls. So yeah, when oh, I Kettle was Falls growing is even up, closer, right? Yeah. yeah, and eighteen was the drinking age oh, when I, I was, was nineteen. Kid, oh, nineteen, maybe it was yeah, nineteen. Yeah, Whatever yeah. it was, it was young. It was younger. Yeah, yeah. and so, you so could sneak over and and go get a little schnuckered as a teenager, right. <laughs> and come back and yeah, exactly. So so tell me, I, I was. Going through some of your social media, uh, tell me about your, you had a modeling career. Not really. No, no, <laughs> no, that was all a farce. That was, I'm five foot three and a half. I'm not going to be a model anytime. <laughs> no, but you like, so, cause right now everyone's an Instagram model, oh, right? Exactly. Everybody. So, but you, you actually did some real modeling and you got paid for, right? Or I'm a little bit, um, you're on I was the cover on of the cover of a Spokane romance Mag- novel. Oh, so that was real. <laughs> that was real. See, I thought that one was a joke. Um, it kind of ended up being a joke. Um, oh, but it was a real I, romance I got novel. a residual check for that. You want to know how much it was? I don't know. $2.35. Wow. <laughs> My romance novel went straight to Kindle. That's like oh. going straight to DVD okay. if you're a movie star. Gotcha. So the romance novel went straight to Kindle. And so did all my residuals because mm. we didn't sell any actual hardback or oh. paperback books. <laughs> it just went straight to the Amazon site and mm. bought a bang. So um, that all was kind of... So long story short, working in radio, um, we had a client for 49 degrees north, which was um, the ski hill up there in Chihuahua that mm-hmm. everybody went to, um, that needed someone to be the face and the voice of their commercials for that season. I had no interest in being, I was in radio for a reason. Like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. I want to be behind the camera. Um, and so they somehow talked me into it because there was free clothing involved and every oh. girl loves some free clothes, sure, right? Sure, yeah. So it was like, oh, you get this free, like, Helly Hansen ski outfit. You get a season Damn. pass to 49 and we'll pay you if you want to do the spots in the commercials this season. And so talked me into it. And as I was doing that, I learned that, hey, I could get a talent agent and actually start maybe doing some of this stuff for some And this was in Spokane, right? Mm-hmm. So they have talent agents in they Spokane? Do. They okay. do really good ones, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I got to do all sorts of fun things. Um yeah, I, uh, uh, you were on the cover of a Cordelaine Living magazine. Cordelaine Living, it's pretty um, big. That right? was fun. Did commercials yeah. for Silverwood and Triple Play, which was in a little theme park or water park yeah. there. And you um, were on a billboard. I was on a billboard. I did a great floor gig. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know what? They fired me. You want to know what they fired me? 
from Great Floors. Yes. <laughs> so the woman who was before me, um, they liked her hair better. Okay. They said my hair wasn't big enough. That sounds like a my lawsuit. My hair wasn't big enough. Can, can you sue in, in this in this era? <laughs> I mean, I feel they can like, do whatever they want. Oh, they I, you know, oh, okay. they're the they're the client. But yeah. um, my but they never did hire me like a hair person. So. Huh. I was responsible for doing my own hair. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Because can't girls puff so, up their hair? I with tried to do that whole that combing, teasing thing, and yeah. apparently I failed at it miserably. Okay. So yeah, so that only lasted for one <laughs> one year. It was supposed to be a two year contract, oh. but it, it did get me a billboard and a few different things, and that's cool. It was a lot of fun. So, so. You, you did the radio stuff too in Spokane, and then you ended up moving here to work at iHeart. Yep. So how did you get the job here? Did you did you have to apply for a lot of places? I or? didn't apply. No, it came to me. Um, so I really? worked for iHeart in Spokane as well. I started about five years ago, and um, it was the best transition in radio that I'd ever made i heard uh so different and it was funny because I, I, we'd kind of been taught in radio and smaller radio to be afraid of the big you know conglomerates and things mm-hmm. like that um and so i was scared at first but um i got there and all of a sudden i had a real contract and i knew what i was working for and i was never a number they never made mm-hmm. me feel that way um i felt like i actually was finally valued as an employee wow. and so um, What's I that heard, like? I've never. It's amazing. I've never felt it's that the before. Best okay. feeling, wow. and they really did just catapult me into having hopes and dreams and aspirations in radio again yeah. because you kind of learn in radio in those beginning stages, those promotions yeah. technician stages that you're going to be broke for the rest of your life and you're going to be eating ramen noodles for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. And you just kind of accept that because it's the funnest job in the world. Yeah. And you're okay with it. It and does look so like a lot of fun. It's it's There's literally nothing like it. And so I'd kind of reached my ceiling in Spokane. Um, I got that dream midday spot. I was um, the digital content director for our whole cluster. Um and was working really, really hard, but I was content living in Spokane. That's mm-hmm. where my parents live, and we we were settled. I, I was I was fine. I was good. I had all my friends. I'd lived in the Pacific Northwest my whole life, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, one day, my boss comes in and says, "Hey, would you ever be interested in moving?" And I'd had a few things happen in my life over the summer that kind of got me thinking about the fact that. I don't have any kids. I'm not married. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't have anything tying me to this one place. Right. Like, I'm running out of places to explore in the Pacific Northwest. And so my first question was, okay, well, where? And I'm thinking he's going to say something like Portland, which would be my dream. I mean, there are so many waterfalls and so many mountains I can climb and chase mm-hmm. over there. And he goes, Phoenix. And I went, uh, mountains. And he goes, Grand Canyon. And I was like, true. Let me think about it. I just don't Had you know. ever been to Phoenix before? Um, once for spring training when I worked for the ball club. Oh, okay. Um, but we were in Peoria the whole time sitting, watching. I never got to really experience Phoenix. And so, mm. I mean, I knew obviously I, I'm, I've an abundance of people still on a daily basis tell me just wait till summer. You know, Phoenix is hot, right? No, guys. Oh, so you haven't even made it through the summer <laughs> yet? I haven't made it through the summer yet. But obviously, I know it's the desert. It's going to get hot. <laughs> this part of, right. of living here. Um, but I just kind of decided I was going to jump in head first. And so they flew me down for the interview. Um, I fell head over heels in love with the people right off the bat. And not just my coworkers. My coworkers are phenomenal. But mm-hmm. the people in Phoenix in general... I don't know if it's that vitamin D, that sunshine yeah. or what, but people are so much happier 
here I than agree. anywhere I've no, ever met. I'm from the same, I'm from Washington City. Yeah. yeah, it seems like people just there, I mean, not everybody, but in general, it seems like kind of people are kind of, kind of keep their head down, kind of keep to themselves. Yeah. People here are a lot more friendlier, right? partly, probably too, because it's a transplant city. So people are moving from all different places. Everybody so they're more that. open to like talking to people and exactly. meeting people. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've more, met more people that aren't from Phoenix since moving to Phoenix than I've met people that are from Phoenix. Right. So it's yeah. kind of interesting, but I absolutely love it. And so, yeah, they, they brought me down. I had the most rigorous interview process I've ever had in my life. Wow. Literally every full time. Was it employee. one of those like uh, group interviews? Those always stress me out when Kinda. there's like seven people like analyzing you. In a couple instances, but they had the digital department interview me and then they had oh. the assistant program directors interview me and then okay. just groups. So of, different. Yeah. Okay. And it was over a 48 hour period. I flew out of here. I was so exhausted emotionally and so excited and happy. It was the most amazing like group of emotions that I'd sure. ever felt at one time. And I got off that plane in Spokane when I landed and no joke had to run from baggage claim to my car because those emotions just started to finally well up. And I got to my car and I sat down and I just started crying, but they were the happiest tears. Like, hmm. Sarah, even if you don't get this job, this dream job, you just went through the most ridiculous interview process mm -hmm. and girl, you nailed it. And so, and I knew it, I knew I had it. There really wasn't a doubt in my mind. And, uh, do you know how many people you beat out to get that job? Um, uh, he kind of searched around. I'm not sure of the exact number. I've been told three. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. I know that the other, um, two, well, three altogether because the other two interviewed after I did. Um, and I do believe, and I still don't know who, but he told me that one of the people who had applied for the p position interviewed me. So it was someone in house. Interesting. Uh -huh. oh. And so I still to this day don't know who that was. Okay. But so someone that was not like on air that was trying to get on who air? Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Well, it oh. wasn't an on air position. So my main oh. position is actually assistant program director for both KEZ and um, the Mountain. Okay. And so, and then he kind of added on and I was kind of excited at first because I'd always been the on-air girl in yeah. Spokane. And so to come here and actually really get to focus on programming and what makes the music and the imaging and, you know, the magic happen, I was really, really excited for. And then um, opportunity arose for me to become middays here in Phoenix. Mm. And you can't say no to yeah. an opportunity like that. So literally just within the last three months of me being here, um, my whole life has changed completely. Wow. So I'm very lucky, very yeah. lucky to be reaching I've always had this really cool platform to reach people, you know, yeah. but um, the amount of ears that were listening in Spokane versus the amount of ears sure. that are listening here in Phoenix is a whole different number. <laughs> so, really? Is yeah. it more than double, triple or? Um, let's see. Oh, more than that. Um, because it's got to be what? 200,000 in Spokane. In a, about 1.2 million cum here. Yeah. So, so that's like, yeah, yeah, it's like five times yeah, over six it's times. A lot. Wow, it's a lot. It's a lot. So. So some of the cool things you got to do um, working for the radio station, like I know you've been cu country music. Started fan. out in country. Started yeah. out in country. Yep. So you got to see Garth Brooks. That's got to be hard to get to. So you get free tickets. You didn't get to meet um, him though, right? I did get to meet him. You did get to meet yes, him. Yes. It was oh. the most. So that whole story, I, I, I got lucky enough that I was the only local live talent on the country station at that time. So oh. they needed somebody to interview him on a phone interview. That alone had me. I mean, horrified and excited and, oh my gosh, you get to talk to Garth Brooks on yeah. the phone. And so I recorded the whole entire interview. I've never been so happy in my life. I get this phone call um, from his management that says, hey, we've got 
your your tickets and your your passes and i'm like wait for for me they're like well yeah you interviewed him and so Uh um all those dreams just came true and the the worst part is that i just like spent an arm and a leg buying tickets for that show i was like if only i would have known but it was great because i was able to take my parents to one and take my best friend to the other um but yeah we got to go back and meet trisha and garth um the most down-to-earth incredible humans um, that I've ever met in my whole entire life. And Garth actually, it was it was a, like a living room setup. Mm-hmm. And Garth mm-hmm. actually went and sat on the floor in front of us and leaned over on this ottoman and put himself below us. Here's the goat. He is the greatest of all time. And he's sitting on the floor at a level below me and Interesting. my um, Trisha kicked back in this recliner and just was like, so cool they talked about cooking he talked about how his um (laughs) how his jeans had ripped during a show because he loved to recycle his old jeans oh so he was wearing a pair of jeans from like back in like the 80s or 90s so crisp yeah not really they ripped (laughs) mid-show okay and he ended up showing some things to the crowd that he shouldn't have shown but to hear garth brooks talk about his man parts was like (laughs) oh my gosh is this happening right now he is that by far was probably one of the highlights of my radio career Definitely. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you and you've met uh, some other country people, Chris Young, Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan. Chris Young, I met in an elevator, and he was really? so embarrassed. Um, he had just won what was that Nashville Star or whatever got him off the ground. Um, and I was over in Memphis at um, the Saint uh, Saint Jude Radiothon, so we got to go meet all the kids who are in the cancer hospital and everything. Mm. And um, they had us staying in the same hotel as the artist and so i went to go get in the elevator one day and he was facing the mirrored like side of the elevator and he was singing to himself and so the door opened and his back was to me and he turned around he was so embarrassed and he's like i'm so sorry ma'am i'm so sorry with this like southern draw and i'm like did you just apologize for doing what you do best yeah um do not apologize i was like please keep going keep going and so that's how i met him and it was the neatest thing yeah that's very cool super down-to-earth guy so. so and then some other celebrities that you got to meet uh shaquille o'neal what what's he like he's huge <laughs> besides being gigantic the biggest guy oh my gosh but he also probably one of the most human uh, i you would not expect a man not only of that size and stature but i mean obviously he's a big personality too sure but he's Shaq. Yeah. You know, he has every right to be like stuck up and he's not. He's the huh. nicest human. He was in town in Coeur d'Alene um, for a wedding and he does his podcast and he needed a place to do his podcast. And so we let him into the iHeart Studios so he could do his podcast. And in return, he was like, what do you guys want from me? And we had him do this bit where he sang Taylor Swift had a new song that had dropped that day. And so he went in and he sang her song. Um, oh, I gotta hear a copy of this. Oh my gosh, Hopefully it exists amazing. somewhere. It does. I'll show you for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, he 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 literally. I have not laughed that hard probably in my whole entire life. He's a clown. He's That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, he's huggable. He he looks. He is just as huggable as he looks. Like hmm. he just he loves the hugs and he just. He really blew my mind because he awesome. could have just been you know head down go yeah. get my podcast done and leave sure. and instead he you know. That's what was, I've noticed yeah. with a lot of these guys. They are very down to earth. Yeah. What about Tom Green? You met him because <laughs> every time I've seen him, I mean, I've seen his stand up. I've seen him on camera. Is he as weird off oh, camera? He's so weird. Is, okay, he is. Okay. Um, so he doesn't, but not it's as not an weird. act. I shouldn't okay. say he's not as, as weird. weird. Okay. He, he, um, he started out, um, he 
he interviewed with a couple other folks in my building before he interviewed with me. And um, he wasn't in the best of spirits. I don't know what they did. But um, (laughs) I like to interview comedians in a different way. Like, they're funny. So let's get them out of their shell, not have these same, like, interview questions. That's no fun. And so um, I, (laughs) I wanted him to sing the Bum Bum song with me. Um, and he kind of oh. looked at me like I was crazy at first. And I thought, oh, I overstepped my boundaries. <laughs> and so I kind of started Uh-oh. singing it and rubbing my bum on him. And I'm like, my bum is on Tom Green. My bum is on Tom Green. And he joined in out of the blue and just, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. He was giggling. He was That's laughing. Awesome. And whoever he was with that was escorting him around kind of whispered in my ear afterwards and was like, thank you. Thank you so much for getting him out of that because he was bored. He's probably just bored. Yeah, he didn't, you know. That's what you got to do. Yeah, Yeah, if it's especially the same thing. Especially these radio things where they're going and they're doing the same thing. It's like one after the other. Yeah, Yeah. so we did the Bump Bump song. That's amazing. (laughs) What about um, you met Steve-O? Was was that before (laughs) or after his sobriety? Because he's like a different person. Okay, so he's a little more normal now. we really connected on a lot of levels. Um, Steve-O and I both don't drink. Um, Steve-O, also has a tweeny so do i that's right so i thought it would be fun to bring my tweeny in to meet steve o um <laughs> my tweeny you would she loves men especially she loves everybody mm-hmm. she hated steve o really hated him <laughs> would not stop Weird. barking at him weirdest thing and he's like broken hearted because uh-huh. his dogs he credits his dogs actually actually to a lot of his sobriety uh-huh. um he goes and he like saves some dog in peru i mean this man loves dogs so he's like why doesn't your dog like me yeah so we sat on the floor i was like let's do a family photo and he's like maybe if i'm down at her level she'll chill out a little bit and we can become friends and we sit down she gets up in his face looks like she's about to finally kiss him bites him in the nose. Ouch. And Is I'm he okay? Like, I, I was like, Steve, I can't afford that lawsuit. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm he's so been, sorry. you can't injure Steve-O. Oh, You've seen yeah, what's happening. That was his response. Yeah. He goes, girl, I pierced my butt cheeks together. I think I can handle a dog biting me in the nose. So uh, everything was good. Um, Cricket, however, um, was not allowed to any of my interviews after that. Oh. As for my dog. boss, yeah. yes. <laughs> my boss was like, no more. Gotcha. <laughs> it's not happening. So. That's funny. No more comedians for cricket. Sorry, okay. sorry, Steve-O. Sorry yeah, a lot of so, a lot of good variety of people. You met the Duck Dynasty people. Was that during like the heyday of the? Is that show even still in the air? I uh, never. I gotta be honest. I've never air. watched it, but I know that was like it was one of the most That's popular right. shows in the world, I think, or at least they the country. Had a following, um, yeah. and they did this like fair tour where they went and they did. And what do they do as a? Uh, it was like, it was kind of like going to church with Duck Dynasty. It was okay. kind of their own sermon. Um, okay. It was really interesting. interesting. Um, there was like a question and answer session. Um, and so I got to host that and they had cool beards. They had really cool beards. It was, it was different. Okay. It was different. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing well, against like anyone. They're fantastic, yeah. but it was, um, they are who they are on TV. Yeah. They're okay. very much. I've never yeah. watched that yeah. show. I'll have to check so, that out. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I saw you had a picture with Mark Rippin, who, going back to talk about the Cougs, he was mm-hmm. a WSU alum, but he also won a Super Bowl with the Redskins. What yeah. I've had a, another guy interviewed, uh, Troy Patrick Farrell. Yeah. He interviewed him, Mark Rippin as well. He yeah. said he was I didn't great. get to interview him. Oh, you didn't? You just no. got to meet him? Here's a funny side story. I was working the front desk. This was when I was still a promotions technician oh. and like not really doing much stuff on air. And I was filling in for the front desk one day. Mark Rippin walks in. And you recognized him. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, uh, do, do, it's so not, I'm not, as a front desk girl, you're not yeah. supposed oh, to be like fan girl. Sure, um, yeah. You're supposed to make them feel comfortable. And 
Oh, I, I, I could no, he was so nice. He was so nice. And That's I cool. asked permission. I did ask for yeah. permission first, but, um, you, you can't pass up an opportunity like no. that to take a photo. I want to get so. him on my podcast. Yeah, I, I feel should. like it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it. let's talk, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, well, actually, let's actually talk about this, about your health. You yeah. were at the doctor yesterday. <laughs> oh, I'm hurting You had a so spider bite or what? I didn't hear the whole story no. with this. So about a week ago, <laughs> I, I get these like, like these bumps on my leg and I thought I just had some ingrown hairs, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and they just start getting worse. And my folks were in town. My mom's looking at it. She's like, honey, something bit you. Like, you need to go to the doctor. I'm like, but it's multiple. It's fine. not just like one. Not just one. And okay. usually a spider only bites once. Yeah. Um, they don't itch. So okay. I've heard about the bed bugs thing here. Don't worry. I've heard about it. That's not it. Doesn't itch. Um, okay. Then I was like, fleas. My dog can bring home anything. Huh. Doesn't itch. Um, I am not allergic to bees. I've never had problems with mosquitoes, anything like that. Um, a scorpion, you would think, would have woken me up. Oh, that would hurt like hell um, from yeah, what I hear. I've never been I haven't either. Yeah. But so who knows? Who knows? And so I go to the urgent care yesterday, and boss kicks me out. He's like, you can see the swelling in your leg through your jeans. Like, <laughs> it's time to go to the doctor, yeah, or you're going to have to get an endorsement for some prosthetics or something here pretty soon. <laughs> and so I... I'm still learning Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. There's a difference between streets and avenues. Yes. Let's just say that. Definitely. And you kind of, from what I hear, want to stick to the streets. Well, yes. I live on a street. That's good tip. And so I thought that the street um, that I live on was near the avenue that the urgent care I chose was on. It wasn't. Um, so let's just say I went to the ghetto <laughs> and I get to this urgent care facility. Uh, it is the filthiest, ew. raunchiest place I've ever been in my life. And of course, everybody's got coronavirus right now. So it's packed to the brims with women, with their children, convinced that all these dying. people had, or they just thought they, they think they do. Oh, okay. They think they do. They don't. Um, and so I'm in the back of the line and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I left at 345 from work. I did not get home till 745 last night from this whole ordeal. Um, Oh God. And she literally, she barely even like her, her nurse came in and she like took my blood pressure, told me everything's great, blah, blah, blah. So that was the most touching that happened. The doctor came in, looked at me from like as far apart as we are, mm -hmm. says, Oh, it looks like you got some bug bites and they're infected. Really? That's why I'm here. Right, yeah. Obviously. What I kind know of bug that. is it? And she, no idea. She says they can't determine that unless oh. I brought the bug in with me, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cause you don't, otherwise you might, the bug could just keep biting you if it's living in your apartment. Living in my apartment, probably yeah. making babies. Who knows? <laughs> it could have like laid its babies in my leg and that yeah. could be what's wrong. You've seen those YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. That'll be great. The worst Instagram. is one of the ones in the ear. That's, <laughs> oh, that's God. Me. I just yeah. don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Tells me to wet compress it and gives okay. me some antibiotics. I'm like, that was a really expensive appointment for yeah. you to tell me exactly what I was doing already. Right. Um, so I woke up this morning and it's twice the size that it was yesterday. Um, it needs lanced, basically. <laughs> um, somebody needs to go in there. I think it was a brown recluse and I think it was stuck in my pants and I think it did bite me more than once because it was stuck in my pants and it was pissed. Um, huh. And I wear some tight jeans sometimes. So um, <laughs> apparently no. the spider wasn't, you know, really digging it as much okay. as, as Well, I keep was us hoping, updated on that. Yeah. So we'll well, if to... I'm one-legged hiking yeah. down Havasu Pie Falls that or whatever. That would be very inspiring. Right? That's, yeah. That was my thought. <laughs> Just got to put that silver lining on everything. Definitely. So... <laughs> You mentioned earlier that you don't drink alcohol, and I've seen some posts on yeah. that too. So, is there a story? Was that just for health reasons, or is there a story there? 
I was um, like asking can I, po- can I cuss on your podcast? Absolutely, yeah. That was a shit show, man. Um, <laughs> I was a total shit show, but um, okay. never to the point where I, I, I got myself in trouble or anything, yeah. but um, I was bartending and doing my midday show and doing all the other things at radio, oh. um, and I was bartending Sunday and Monday nights, so that literally left me with one day during the week that I had off. Um, which day? And so I, which day do you have off? I had Saturdays off. Okay. So what did I do on Saturday? I went to the bar that I worked at, and I spent my whole paycheck, obviously, um, but it just got to this point where I was A, exhausted, B, um, it's, it's just not good. It's not good for anybody. And I'm watching my own health. I was sick all the time. Like mm. I, it, cold bug went around. I would catch it because yeah. I hadn't slept. I wasn't hydrated. Um, I was cranky. I'm a happy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you seem cranky, very peppy. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very sad. And um, it just got to this point where I was miserable and I just wasn't proud of who I was anymore. And I've always expected a lot out of myself. Mm. Um, I've always set a very high bar for you know, my success. And I have this great opportunity in radio. And when you're waking up and you're still hung over and you're still slurring your words, trying to talk on the radio the next day, Mm. it doesn't go over well with your listeners. And so there was one night that the bar got completely out of control. I was tending by myself. It was a small little bar. Oh, Mm -hmm. I almost knocked the microphone over. Um, (laughs) And when my shift ended that night, I had my shifter, put it in the sink. And I said to myself, that's it. You're not drinking ever again. Called my boss the next day, quit my bartending job, um, and basically broke up with everything. I broke up with about 90% of my so-called friends that I thought were friends, but they weren't. They were drinking buddies. Nobody really so cared like that was I your went. choice to, to mm-hmm. break up with them? Okay. Yep. To, and, and I wanted to start feeling things again. So my problem was that I used alcohol when I was stressed out. If I had anxiety, if I was overloaded with work, um, house chores, anything, my excuse was I'll reward myself with a beer or I'd rather go drinking and numb that feeling, whatever the feeling was, mm-hmm. than have to face it like a man, woman, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. I decided I was just going to quit. And so I quit everything. Um, I wow. quit that. I quit boys. I was celibate for a full year. Um, I quit drinking. Damn. I um, quit all my medications. So my therapist had me prescribed on anti-anxiety meds, depression meds, ADHD meds. Yeah. I quit it all. Um, I quit my birth control because obviously I'm celibate and who needs <laughs> hormones being pumped into your body. Yeah. You don't know what those are causing. Right. No, definitely. I quit everything. I wow. had uh, like literally that was it. I'm done. I'm done with everything. And I went into almost hibernation for a while. That first year was really hard. Huh. A lot of people didn't believe in me. A lot of people just assumed that, you know, it was a phase and I did. I didn't dry January's multiple times. Like I'm going to do it for a month and then yeah. I just go back heavy hitter I mean go big or go home like (laughs) and so it always ended up being almost a slippery slope and so um I stuck with it and I watched my life change so drastically in just a matter of time so I quit drinking in February of that year of 2017 um coming up on that three-year anniversary here um actually in a couple weeks but by mid-May I'd been promoted at work got my midday spot um, and as time progressed, then I was a digital, co- digital content director and I was getting opportunities elsewhere. And I 
ran, let's see, a total of six half marathons. And I started discovering these hiking trails and all these different things, chasing waterfalls off grid and just having the most epic life hmm. that I never had time for when I drank mm. because I was either hungover, I was at the bar or right. I just didn't feel good. Yeah. And, I, and you were, were you doing a lot of this by yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I became a solo artist, big time. Um, my whole thing that I realized during that, that transition of my life was the main problem I had, I was never addicted to alcohol. I don't consider myself an alcoholic by any means. Did you go to AA um, or anything? Nope, no. never went to AA, anything like that. I don't really, and don't judge me if, if you've done that. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not against it. I just don't believe in sitting in a room and saying that I'm addicted to something and being embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. I'm all Ashamed, about, yeah. yeah, I don't feel like you got to wear the scarlet letter and like, yeah, and I'm not an alcoholic. I was addicted to the feeling of not feeling. I was addicted to pleasing other people. I was a people pleaser and wanting to be included. And one of the ways that I felt cool was when I was drunk. I thought I was fun. I would buy the whole bar shots. I would, I was the life of the party. Um, But it was a false feeling. It wasn't real. It wasn't any, it was something that I conjured up in my mind. And when I started to love that girl in the mirror, my whole life changed. And the type of people that I started attracting in my life were completely different. And then the friends that were true friends, they were the coolest. They they stepped back. They let me do my thing. I was cranky there in the middle. Like I didn't know what was going on and who was real and who wasn't. But when it was time for me to come back and be me, they were there waiting in, with open arms. Like, we'll be here for you. We, we were there when you fell. We're going to be here for you now. You're saying these were and people so, that were friends with you during your drinking. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's not many, not many. My circle is very, very, very small. It's got a lot really? bigger since I moved to Phoenix. So I've met some That's amazing good. people. But yeah. um, in fact, the circle I kept from Spokane is pretty minimal. It's pretty wow. min- minimal. Um, I even ended up losing my best friend. Um st- still unbeknownst to me as to why but um yeah some of the people that you think are going to be there for you you realize really quick um so what happened with the best friend was there something I don't that know. I just because really you know. stopped drinking that you weren't no cool because anymore, she or? quit drinking too she oh. became my best friend when i was sober okay um we kind of were sober together she was doing it for um to do uh fitness competition stuff yeah. and she just kind of continued on and then um I don't know what happened. She she did start drinking and we just kind of, I guess, went on different paths. But I'm not going to mm. say that's why because I didn't huh. care. I loved her drunk. She was way, she was awesome drunk. I would get her drunk. <laughs> um, so we would have so much fun together. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people just aren't going to be there for you during the biggest parts of your life. And I've realized that. And I still love those people. I don't hold anything yeah. against them. I realized they were a part of my journey. They were there for a purpose. They huh. were there to help me grow. But sometimes as you grow, the leaves fall off and you, you sprout new ones. And so, Definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. Gosh, I'm learning a lot about you, but also about <laughs> like, this is good advice. Yeah. This is good, yeah. like philosophical. You're like pretty deep. I didn't realize you're so deep. Yes. I spent a lot of time by myself during that sober phase <laughs> to become so deep. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you learn a lot about yourself. You really, really do. And you realize the things that... Maybe you were projecting on other people all along. And I like to play victim back then. Um, and now that I don't victimize myself and I, I'm completely honest about who I was, you know how hard it was to admit to mom and dad that like, I need to quit drinking. I'm a shit show. Um, that was the hardest time. So um, it was just this one night at the bar. There was there an incident really, or just, you just kind of just felt like, what I am I doing? I it kinda? for a long time. Okay. So I just, just kind of, that was the tipping point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That night was just 
I'd fed up, just absolutely fed up. Everybody reaches that point. Mm -hmm. The straw that broke the camel's back was them. uh, I had uh, patrons get into our back room, steal alcohol. Um, I literally was having other patrons like run behind the bar so that I could take a break. Mm. I was just so overwhelmed with everything and I was too tired Mm. to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And at that point I realized this isn't good for my health, my mental stability, um, anything. And I'm going to end up losing all the things I've worked for in radio if I keep down this path Mm -hmm. and um, Hmm. then nobody's going to be proud of me, including mom and dad or myself. And so, and yeah, everything changed. I definitely wouldn't be here. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. That's, that's really fascinating. So, um, so you got during this time, it was, was that when you kind of started getting into hiking and nature and stuff like that? So I always loved hiking. Um, my dad and I used to be out in the woods. My dad, um, worked in the woods for a living. And so it was always, a part of who I was growing up on the Indian reservation, we learned very much to respect mother nature. And, you know, I, as a kid felt like trees and rocks and everything mm-hmm. had a spirit. Everything had feelings. Um, and Are so you always a part, had, partly a Native No, American? I'm not. Okay. So that's what's Why really did you guys funny. grow up on the reservation? Um, my dad just got a job with the Bureau. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. And so I grew up there. He looks Native, even though he's not. We're Bohemian, actually. Um, but I, know, I don't mean? meet what's a lot Bohemian? of Bohemian. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. where Czech... Oh yeah, that whole area oh, gotcha. basically took it over. But um, but yeah, and so I found one of the things I could use to replace drinking and partying was nature, mm-hmm. and that became my therapy. So we all have our vices. Yeah. I mean, it, your vice doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be food. It can be social media. There are so many different things that we all fall upon as advice to, mm-hmm. to numb us or to make us feel good. Um, and I found that I could go out to nature and, and find a vice that was actually positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it became addicting. Um, cool. Almost That's a good to addiction. a fault sometimes because really? I would get anxiety if, if I got defeated, if I had an idea for a weekend and say I got to a trail and it was too snowy or oh. the road was shut down or I didn't do my, my research or I got fogged out at the top mm. of a mountain and it would bring me down hmm. big time. But then I became competitive against myself. Like, oh, you got defeated last week. You're going to one-up yourself this next weekend. And mm. that's how I ended up with so many epic stories. Um, but doing it by myself just brought me, it gave me time. And I love writing. Um, I do a lot of blog posts and things like that about my experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it gave me time to write these blog posts in my head or write the book that I hope to write someday in my head. And so I have chapters upon chapters built up um, that I wrote mm. while hiking. Um, Speaking of writing while hiking, um, you <laughs> recently got to meet uh, the girl. What's her? Cheryl, Cheryl Strayed. Strayed. Yeah. So <laughs> she wrote that book, Wild, which Reese Witherspoon started the movie. Yep. And you got to meet her. So did you read her oh. book? Was that pretty inspiring to you? Or? Cheryl Strayed inspired me to save my own life. Did you read that book before you stopped? Yes. Oh, yes. So you um, kind of had that idea in your head, planted I that maybe I need to do something like this. needed to do something. Yeah. And I, I actually, sh- I went on my first solo trip. Um, oh, you did? So well, you kind of did like a mini? I did a mini Cheryl Strayed. Okay. This is what is so incredibly serendipitous about it. Um, I was in a really bad place. I would brought a bunch of comedians out to the club the night before and stayed up all night and... Uh, was planning on leaving for this amazing week-long solo trip. Mm-hmm. And so I basically have to drive to Oregon on like an hour sleep. And so mm. I'm mad at myself. I'm livid because I just ruined this whole experience myself by trying to entertain these comedians who'd come into town. 
And um, so I'm driving and I'm mad and I'm listening to just downer music. And I, I really don't plan my solo trips. I kind of, I, I know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going to stay a lot of times unless I book an Airbnb or something. But campgrounds, hmm. things like that, I just kind of wing it. You bring a tent and stuff? Though? Bring a tent, okay. yeah, always. Yeah. Backpack in, whatever I need to do. And so... I find this campground and I'm just so upset and um, really feeling like a failure and um, was in a really rough place mentally. And I get to this toll bridge and I look up and the bridge is the bridge of the gods. And here I am on this trip, and and I knew it was in Oregon somewhere because she'd crossed it. But that's I that's the bridge from the movie. The that's, bridge yeah. from the movie, and it, I broke down. That was it. It was a sign, like you need to do this. You need to straighten up and let's see what you're huh. capable of. And I spent the next seven days in a whole different mindset. And, um, I backpacked in four feet of snow to a hidden lake at the base of Mount hood. And I camped on the banks of the river and I went skinny dipping in a glacial lake. And I hiked. sounds cold. It was cold. It's, it, it was definitely cold, especially beings that there was no way to warm up my clothes or anything like that yeah. afterwards. And so my, everything I had was like wet when I hiked back in the snow back to the car. But I did an 18 mile hike to a waterfall that's no longer accessible because of the Eagle Creek fires that happened in Oregon oh, um, wow. called Tunnel Falls. It was absolutely a long spectacular. Hike, and I did it. And I kept doing all these things that whole week and I completed everything. And I came back with this sense of self that, holy cow, girl. You can do whatever you want. As long as you set your mind to it, you can do it. And um, I started visiting the Bridge of the Gods every time I went to Oregon. And I went to Oregon at least every couple months. Hmm. Um, I had to take some kind of trip. I just, I felt the urge to go to Oregon. And I always stopped at the bridge. And I always took a moment to think of Cheryl and what she went to and and went through. Um, she divorced from her husband and she ended up with a horrible drug addiction and or not even a, if it was an addiction per se, but she started sleeping with multiple men and all these things mm -hmm. and decided she was going to hike the PCT. Yeah. She was going to straighten herself out. She was looking for redemption when she found really all along those things made her who she was. She was already redeemed. And so that's what I realized on all these trips is rather than hating myself for all these bad decisions that I'd made throughout mm -hmm. my life. I needed to own up to all of those things and realize that they had made me into the person I was. And she was pretty stinking awesome. Wow. She was wise and she was incredible yeah. and she was capable That's good of advice. anything. And That's really so smart. to wow. see her in San Diego, to move to Phoenix yeah. and finally get that. Cause I'd been in Portland a million times and she, that's where she resides. Oh. And I always missed her always never got huh. a chance to see Cheryl. It'd be like a day late. And so to move to Phoenix and have her be in San Diego, I knew like I have to go. I have to meet this woman. I finally reached this point in my life that I'm so proud of. Mm -hmm. And she just happens to be here. Yeah. She's she, doing an event or so like a book she signing? She was talking or? at a, talking, um, okay. yeah, at a, at a travel yeah. and adventure show oh, and cool. then, yeah, doing a book signing oh. afterwards. And she held my hands and I bawled and she was just, I mean, I'm shaking just thinking about it. Wow. I, I just, That's cool. That moment. Like she's my Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, she's a huge inspiration to you. That's very literally. Neat. And I looked her in the eyes and I said, you inspired me to save my own life. I don't remember what else I said. I was so <laughs> nervous. I blacked wow. out. It was yeah. completely ridiculous. Wow. But it was the best day. That's awesome. The best day. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Jeez. So, and then you're still doing hikes every week here in Arizona, right? Yep, do yep. you put you po- post your hikes on the Instagram? Uh, your and hikes the of the hike week. Of the week. Yeah. Yes. And so, pretty have you excited. done uh, have a soup by falls yet? I got my permit. You did. Yes. Oh, I want to do that. Is it hard to get the permit? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I did biggest, my research before yeah. because I'd heard it was not easy yeah. to do. February eight or February first, whatever the first. Mm. Um, uh, day of February is oh. they go up for sale at 8 a.m. Okay. And you are required to do a three night pass. Yeah. Um, it used to be you to do, could do just day trips or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so they tell you, you have to go in, you have to create an account beforehand, oh. make sure your credit card information's in there because their site can't handle all those people sure. at once. Yeah. And so if you're entering that in, you're going to miss out. Oh. And so my computer crashed, my password didn't work. Everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. And somehow... I managed to get on and not only get passes, but get passes for the best dates, what I feel, oh. of the whole entire year. When, so the last week going? of April, oh. I'll be going to have a soup high. So before it gets very cool. super hot and buggy yeah. um, and after it's still freezing cold. So um, yeah, for f- people who don't know, uh, it's like pro- the most beautiful hike in Arizona, like from the pictures, if you Google Havasupai Falls, it's it's at the base of the Grand Canyon. There's yeah, a waterfall yeah. and the pictures are just, every picture I've seen has been Lots amazing. Lots of waterfalls actually. Yeah. yeah. And the, so I really want to do that. It's on my bucket list. Well, crystal blue, just these, these turquoise, I shouldn't say crystal, but turquoise blue waters yeah. and with the red rocks That's in the awesome. canyon. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a toughie and, and it's a pretty penny, but yeah. And you got to climb this it. crazy ladder. That's all rickety and like, <laughs> and go down in these scary, tunnels but, and yeah. all these different things. It's fun though. And That's good. It's yeah, Hi, Indian Reservation. I can't wait to see your pictures. Oh, you know, maybe I'll go next. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, besides the hiking, do you do anything else? To I saw you posted like a transformation Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. you've lost some weight. You're really shaped up. You're really into fitness. Do you have any other fitness or healthy eating tips? Or what? What do you do to right now? You want to know what I'm doing? I'm eating ramen noodles and pop tarts. Um, (laughs) Phoenix and I haven't quite gotten on the same like schedule yet. And it's so funny to me because my closest grocery store in Spokane was like not. It, it, it was far. It was yeah. a pain in the butt to go get groceries. Here, I have a Whole Foods, a Trader Joe's, an AJ's, yeah. and a Fry's, all within like a block, plus a, a Target that's got groceries. Right. But for some reason, I can't seem to get myself on a cooking regimen. So it's like huh. DoorDash, and then my work. God, I love iHeart. We have snacks. We have so many snacks. We have self-feeding, like little little things. You pull the handle down, and it, it gives you the goodies. So we have it's one for free. Full- Yes. And there's and one full of, of stuff Skittles. They have Skittles. Free Skittles. You can just like taste the rainbow anytime Skittles. you want. Bottomless Skittles. That's Pub dangerous. Mix, trail mix, life cereal, uh, peanut butter filled pretzels. Oh, those are so and good. And then we have a college cupboard that's got Pop-Tarts. It's got granola bars, Fig Newton bars, um, those little uh, macaroni and cheese cups, rice aroni cups. Is there any healthy snacks or any fruit? We have bananas and, and, oh. and apples. I but saw you eating bananas realize- today. <laughs> I don't have to go grocery shopping anymore because I can eat at work, but it's not the healthiest choices. It hasn't caught up to me yet, Um, but I do need to get my butt back in gear. The gym in my apartment is better than the gym I worked at in Spokane. Like it's literally a hallway down from me and (laughs) I went twice. That's it. Just twice. Well, you're doing the hiking, so that helps. That's what I'm hoping, but there's so many like Greek God guys here that grunt and they're shiny and they're buff (laughs) and they're so intimidating and i walk into that gym and i'm like 
it smells like Axe body spray in here. Like, I just don't think I can do it. <laughs> I don't funny. know. Yeah. So well, speaking of eating healthy, so you, you posted this video the other day about how to eat a cupcake. So I want to, <laughs> we got to do this on here. Okay. You got to teach me how to, yes. and teach our listeners. And we'll post this on the YouTube uh, channel so they can see how to, apparently we've all been eating cupcakes the wrong way. We've been doing it wrong. Yeah, we've been doing it wrong. I've been doing it wrong. Okay, so we have the cupcakes here. Do you want a dog or a cat or do you have a preference? Um, Let's do the one that's the messiest to prove that it's not going to be messy. So that dark purple, I think. Okay. Yeah, it needs so to be. So do that one and I'll do. Do I get a, is there a little ring on the top? I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> oh, and it says you are I picked the manliest perfect. cupcakes. Yeah. So manly. They say so you manly. are perfect. Like prrr, Like kitty cat. Prrr. Okay. <laughs> so I'll take the dog. So we take, okay. I guess we got to take the ring off. Okay, take the ring off. Put it on your finger. Now I and have... <laughs> purple all over my finger oh great that's not okay. so it's supposed to be you're supposed to do this so it's avoiding the frosting yes. and the mess okay you undressed yours already okay yeah. let undress me undress it, it. it. okay so and then so we take so the you wrapper take the, off the wrapper off you take the bottom you twist okay. twist right okay and Twisting. then i'm not doing look at the mess i'm making and then, then you put you, it on top like a oh, sandwich oh it's like a sandwich that's and so then smart you don't get the frosting everywhere oh. and then um, mm. that's really good mm-hmm that's and smart. I mean, I'm still, it's still kind of messy, but. It's still very messy. But, I yeah. mean, look at me right now. I look like I just ate Barney. <laughs> but, um, it works. No, no, it's good. Tip for that's good. Life hack. All right. Okay, that was a great yeah. tip. So, yeah, basically, you just take the top, the bottom off, put it on the top. It's like a sandwich. It's like a sandwich. It's yeah. a cupcake sandwich. And that one worked better than the demonstration you did, where, where, because the demonstration you did on air, there was uh, goo in the middle of it. And Do you want me to send you that up. so you can compare the two? Yeah. <laughs> so your viewers yes. can see. Okay, Definitely. we'll send you that video. Yeah, don't do it if there's goo in the middle of the cupcake. Right. Yeah. It no, does it doesn't not work. work. It doesn't work. No. The whole thing is, I mean, it's still, they're still messy, but yeah, it's a little, it's just but fun to eat like a sandwich. you don't get on your nose. That's, That's true. Worst. Like how That's do you, true. you either like lick the frosting off first it's just really hard. Yeah. Cupcakes are hard. Yeah. 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 So that makes fine. it a little easier. What other junk food things? You said top ramen and pop tarts. What else? <sighs> you, what are your vices for junk um, food? Lucky Charms. Really? Oh, God. I haven't had those for. You're My talking about- mom found a bag of Lucky Charms marshmallows. It was like, I don't even know. Just it was like pure a marshmallows? Just the marshmallows. Oh my God. Is that like and a black market thing? Or yes. It, it really was will. amazing. I started buying all the cereals and just wow. adding Lucky Charms marshmallows to all these different cereals. Oh my God. How did you, how'd she get that? Is it really Amazon. like- Amazon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just look up Lucky Charms marshmallows okay. and they're not like legit Lucky Charms, but yeah. they're, they taste the same. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's my probably my go-to is Lucky Charms. I love my Lucky Charms. So mm. and Sour Patch Kids, but not the green or the do yellow. You ever, ones. Do you remember the? Um, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but they used to have cereal as a kid. It was my favorite cereal, and I I think I got to eat it like twice. Cookie Crisp. It was like little oh, yeah. chocolate chip cookies. Oh yeah, they still have them. Yeah, but so I tried it recently, and it was terrible. Because I think oh. the old one was like full on. It was just little cookies. And they were bigger. Now yeah. they're like Now little. they're like, the chocolate chips are just like specks. Yeah, they're There's not, not chocolate even chocolate chips, chips anymore. Uh-uh. They changed cereal. They, yeah. yeah, all the cereal's not the same as so it used to be. So kids like are kind of spoiled, but I say with a cookie crisp, that it's actually gotten worse. So, yeah. yeah it's kind of like the Captain, I can feel it on the top of my mouth just now. Like mm-hmm. even, I can remember the way that felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it tears yeah. up the top of your mouth yes. and leaves like that weird greasy film. You know totally, what I'm talking totally, about? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I love cereal. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I haven't had cereal in a while. Oh yeah. yeah. I need to get back into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And pop tarts too. I've, I've been hearing a lot of people. There's like a new pretzel kind. A pretzel pop yeah, tart? It's a pretzel pop tart. It's got like, I think it's got, they've got a couple flavors. One has like chocolate in the middle or whatever, but it's a pretzel outside. Oh, 
So you get like the savory and the sweet all in one. So it's like a pretzel, like a big soft pretzel that's got chocolate inside of it. I haven't tried them yet, but I will report back. We're totally getting off on a tangent, but I love it. It's great. So (laughs) um, I always like to end with a a charity. Did you have something in mind? I know I've seen you mention Susan G. Komen. Um, I would say right now, since I just got here and I'm working real hard to hopefully uh, start getting them in on my show is the Arizona Animal Welfare League. Oh, so, yeah, you yes. are a big animal. animal you love my lover. cat. And uh, you have a cat and a dog. <laughs> a cat and a dog. And I want to save Cricket. them all. Cricket. I think I follow him on Instagram. Yes. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, Cricket got a new follower. <laughs> Go to follow her life as a Cricket. Yeah. You know, shameless plug there. Yeah. <laughs> She's the Chewini that can hike all the things. So, oh, that's right. See, that's yeah. what, that's why I want a dog because yeah. it'd be fun to take the dog hiking. Yeah, exactly. Can't really well, take go to the hiking. Arizona Animal Welfare League and they have yeah. plenty for you. I'm trying to think so. if that's where I got my cat. I don't know. What's the animal? So that's different than going to the like the pound or whatever, or is it the same thing? Um, it's it's a uh, they. I don't know if they can call them. They're not going to euthanize the way yeah. that some places do. So okay. yeah, good. So they're good. they're they're a good one to support good one. for okay. sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, Sarah, you've done it. You've had an acting and modeling career. Sideline <laughs> sideline reporter is that what you technically were? What I were was your, the on field host. On field host, uh, on air personality is that what you call yourself? At yes, because okay. we're not DJs anymore. We don't jock discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that right. breaks people's hearts sometimes. On, so yeah, yeah. So what does the future hold for you? What What are your aspirations? The sky's the limit. So really? I mean, and well, I chose a word for 2020. Our company asked us all to do this. Like, choose one word that kind of determines what you want your 2020 to be to make it a championship season. Limitless? Is that- Mine was limitless. Yeah. So um, the sky isn't the limit because yeah. I can go past that. And you can watch <laughs> me go to do it. So I'm going to go to the moon. Um, my name's not one that you're going to you're gonna not hear. Um, I'm, I'm definitely wow. going to keep making that impact. And hopefully next thing is definitely um, that book. So the book, okay. Yeah, you'll see the book. So a book, and then do you think maybe you'll go back to... Um, or I guess not back to, but uh, not necessarily acting, modeling, but TV. Would that be something nah. in the future? No? Mm-mm. Nope. Not my thing. Nobody wants to see this mug. I have a face for radio. <laughs> There's a reason they put us behind the microphone. <laughs> okay. So radio and a book. Radio and a book and hopefully someday an Airbnb host as well. So I'll be, oh. I'll be hosting you um, on your next adventure. So. Fun. Mm-hmm. I would be. I would look forward to all that stuff. Yes. Well, well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're welcome. Is there anything else you want to play? Well, you're on go all the social media. Oh, yeah. Go Cougs for sure. <laughs> Awesome. So we're, we're going to have a comeback season with Hawaii's coach. That's yeah, I'm excited for mm-hmm. Rolo. It'll yeah, be fun. It'll so. be fun. So Cool. All right. Watch it happen. Okay. Niners. Oh, boo. Uh, hey, we're coming back. Question oh, six isn't over out. yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's cutting it. He's editing right. it. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So there you have it. Sarah Jean from iHeartRadio. I'm excited for her book. I think it's going to be amazing. She had some really fun stories, um, but I think she has a really, also a really great outlook on life. And just seems wise beyond her years. Just generally a really good person. Uh, definitely one of the nicest, if not the nicest, person I've had on here. Um, so I want to thank her for coming on my show. And I want to thank all of you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can share it to your Instagram story and tag me. I'd love to see that. Um, or you can write me a review. Or remember, you can always hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Um, I've got some really great guests lined up that I'm very excited about. So until then, have a great day.